Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Clarkson checks his feet, fires the three, no good off the back rim. Offense rebound, Pascal back out to Joe. Wide open, pump fakes air, then shoots the three and hits. Conley, chest it to Bogdanovich, breaks the lane, gets to the red of the paint, lays it up and in. Bogdanovich, right side, three is good. Boyan now leads the Jazz with 17 as he's got 10 in the quarter. Donovan Mitchell's on the right side of the floor, wiggles with his left-hand dribble into a three-point shot and hits. Clarkson pops out left side. Guarded by Tate, drives the left hand to the rack, spins, leaves it behind for Rudy, and he gobbles it up for a slam dunk. And the Utah Jazz blow out the Houston Rockets 122-91. to That's the way to open a three-game road trip, PK. They had a 20-point lead four minutes into the second quarter, and that thing was over. They jumped on them early. Yeah, they're a much better team than Houston. Houston is in a massive rebuild, obviously. The schedule maker has been kind to the Jazz. They haven't played very many good teams, if any good teams, and they took care of business. I love the fact that all these the starters are basically playing half the game. Mitchell and Conley, 24 minutes apiece, literally half the game. Let the younger dudes get out there, get some experience, the no drama whatsoever. So all in all, about the pretty much about the best you could hope for. Yep. Started the game pretty well in the end of the first quarter, the start of the second. That was pretty much it. A 12-3 run there to close that first quarter. They dominated early. They are 4-0 and now as they head off for Chicago and Milwaukee Saturday and Sunday on the road. It was, uh, it was an easy W. And because no one played big minutes, no one had big stats. There was bo- bogey led the way with 19 points. And- Rudy had 16 and 14, and now the Jazz will try to go to 5 and 0 against the Bulls tomorrow night in Chicago. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. By the shoot, Embiid beyond the arc, fires for three. It's up and good. Embiid with a clutch triple, and the Sixers go up by eight. Dodgers spins left off of Powell, met by Purtle again. Steps back, shoots the three, got it! Morant, in and out dribble, working on Wiggins, spins by him. Oh, what a move! He spun on a dime, right by Wiggins, left side of the rim, and he lays it up and in. Highlights from the NBA action. There were some crazy games last night. The Bulls on a 12-0 run to end the game. Too bad they needed 13 points. They were down 13 to the Knicks. And the Knicks hold on 104-103. And in overtime... The Warriors suffered their first defeat of the year. Grizzlies get them 104-101. The Jazz are now the last undefeated team, not just in the Western Conference, but in the entire NBA at 4-0. Everybody else has an L. Look who's the top dog again, PK. What does that get you? Nothing. Just fun for a day. You care about any of these games? Anything do it for you? You care that uh, John Morant went for 30, Steph Curry for 36? Well, it was an interesting game. You know, the Warriors had a decent lead. Steph, I told you I wanted to see the uh, – you always see the little floater. I wanted to see the floater from three. Well, I saw it. He shot the one-handed uh, – or one-legged uh, off one leg three, and it went in. But, of course, 
He's the anomaly. He's the greatest shooter we've ever seen. He can do it all. And then Steve Kerr resting Steph Curry to start the first, third, excuse me, the fourth quarter, fourth quarter, the first eight minutes, uh, because he said uh, Kerr said that he had played big minutes in the first half, so he wanted to take him out. So he rested him for eight minutes. Uh, Memphis comes back a little bit. I mean, they, were, they only outscored him by six in the fourth quarter, so it's not like they were down big. Uh, and then that forced an extra five minutes. Uh, uh, interesting concept there, resting him for that long. It, it just doesn't mean anything in the long run, but in the short term, it's something to talk about. You know, having him sit on the bench that long, maybe they increased their lead or don't need overtime, whatever. I don't know that, but just listening to, to Kerr talk. Kerr talking about the fouls and guys that are hunting for fouls. The, the referees are trying to avoid that stuff, and obviously that's been a big discussion point for James Harden. And Kerr says he likes it. It makes it more, the game more authentic. So far, what I've seen, I would agree with him on that too. I think they do have to be careful about playing Curry big minutes and running him down over the course of the year and all that, but it does surprise me when you sit a guy in the fourth quarter. And those tend to be the most meaningful minutes in the game, and we've seen leads come and go. So I would think going forward, rest him more earlier in the game. But the Mavericks also won. They are off to a 3-1 and one start. But like the Jazz, they have not been tested by the better teams in the league. They did lose to the Hawks in the opener, and they beat the Spurs last night. So Raptors, Rockets, Spurs, there's a little three-game win streak there for Dallas. So. We'll see who else emerges in the West, but as long as you get to beat up on the bottom half of the league, it's, uh, it seems like it's kind of separated a little bit. There are just a lot of teams that have gone to the top and a lot of teams that have gone to the bottom, and when they meet up, a little short on the competition there, PK. I think PK was about to say put Washington up there, too. We do not talk about the Wizards much. They've been kind of ho-hum in the East, but they're off to a 4-1 start. They did lose to the Nets. Uh, The Nets got them, but Raptors, Pacers, Celtics, Hawks, they've taken care of business, and uh, the Indiana and Boston wins should should stand out as as pretty good wins. The Hawks win. That that could be a nice win, too. So that's a team that's off to a start. But when you look at them, it's not like they've been playing the dregs of the league. We'll, we'll see what the Pacers turn out to be. I thought the Pacers might be a little better, but one and four to start. So we'll see. All right. And, and Boston is a game under 500, a slow start for them. I don't think they're awesome, but I thought they'd be better than that. So. All right, DJ and PK, there is a little bit on the NBA, and then we had a really good Thursday night football game. Hashtag NFL. Third down, goal to go, the six. Snap Rodgers, pump fakes once and again, throws the middle of the end zone. Touchdown! Touchdown! Randall Cobb! They beat Byron Murphy, and the Packers tack on to the lead. Snap to Murray, handoff, Connor up the middle inside the 10 to the 5, and dies for the end zone, touchdown! Second touchdown today for James Connor, and the Cardinals are within 4, 10.45 to go. Snap to Rodgers, he keeps, rolls right, throws the ball, batted in the air and incomplete, incomplete! It was Connard who had a hand on it! And the Cardinals take over on downs at their 1-yard line, trailing by 3, with 3.23 to go! Snap to Murray, looks, throws right side of the end zone, intercepted, and it is intercepted by Rasul Butler, and the Packers get the dagger from the former 
Russell Douglas. Good Thursday night game. The Cardinals, the last undefeated team in the NFL, suffered their first defeat. Green Bay in front of a lot of Packer fans. Green Bay wins in Arizona 24-21. There was a lot to that game, PK. Certainly, I think the top storyline is the Packers are missing a lot of guys. Three receivers, including Devontae Adams, their best receiver. The tight end, Robert Tanyan, got hurt during the game. Knee injury, apparently it's pretty bad. They'll probably spell it out a little more in the next day or two. Uh, if it's season-ending or not, but they sounded pretty down about it in the postgame. But despite all those losses and a bunch of other losses around the field, uh, different players they were missing, they they went on the road and won a huge game. Yeah, you obviously don't follow the Cardinals because they were missing three or four defensive players too. So, I mean, that stuff flushes out as far as I'm concerned. Uh, who, who has guys that are out that are more important? Well, the Green Bay made one more play. And that was a classic NFL game. You didn't see a bunch of high scores. You, you rarely ski a, like a 48-42 game in the NFL. We just don't see that very much. You just had to need to make a few plays. Strange play to end the game. A.J. Green not turning around. Gets the pick there. Uh, so that was that was a fun play for Green Bay. and Nice game, man. You really couldn't ask for more as an NFL fan. Cardinals defense came up big in the red zone twice. Got the stop and held him to a field goal in the second quarter and then stopped him on fourth down in the fourth quarter when the Packers are trying to make it a two-score game in the final five minutes. Good stops there, and then almost the 99-yard drive for the win, but beaten by a guy off their practice squad. The old, uh, you never know who's watching. you got to be good all the time. And Butler, who's a uh, been in the league five years and ended up on a practice squad, gets a phone call because the Packers need a guy, so... You never know. Keep playing. People mm. are watching. And Butler. Good thing he was home. Could you imagine if, if he wasn't home and didn't answer that call? Yeah, it was probably the landline that saved him, PK. You're right. That's probably a good point. It's close. Can you imagine the difference, man, if we were just there to pick up the phone and say hello? Get the text. There you go. All right, so football this weekend. <clears throat> little short on games with uh, – Teams with good records going head-to-head. It's mostly teams with winning records facing teams with losing records. See if some of these teams can catch up now. The uh, the top dogs now at 7-1 and one are the Packers and the Cardinals. The Bucks have a chance at 6-1 and one to uh, get to 7-1 and one this week as well. Rams are at 6-1. and one. We'll see if they get to 7-1. and one. But mostly it's, uh, it's teams with great records and teams with awful records. So are we going to have upsets? Can the Jets take down the 5-2 and two Bengals? Probably not. Can the 1-6 Texans take down the Rams? Probably not. Big game is Bucks and Saints. 6-1 and one Bucks, 4-2 and two Saints. That's the one game matching teams with winning records this week. Yep. Got the Cowboys handling the Vikings. Five and one Cowboys. Well, I don't know. They're Vikings. talking about uh, Prescott not playing, so yeah. I'm not sure. We saw what happened when he went out last year. The NFC East all of a sudden gets tagged as a terrible division, and it's still not a very good division, but with the Cowboys on top of it, at least they're not talking about that, but Cowboys are on top of it because they've had Prescott back, so see how that goes. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Utah State taking on Hawaii. Maverick Stadium tomorrow, 1 o'clock. Coverage begins 
on the zone at noon. Scotty G with the Aggie pregame show. Hawaii comes in 4-4 four and four on the year. 1-2 and two in the conference at 4-4 four and four bolstered. They un, very unusually have played a home and home with New Mexico State and beaten them twice to bolster those uh, numbers. And that's their only road win at New Mexico State. PK, I would think Utah State gets this done. Moves to 6-2 and two on the year and proves to 4-1 and one in conference. I would agree with that, yeah. I mean, it's very important, I think, for them to play well, play consistently, and probably most importantly, don't get anybody hurt. Try to keep Bonner upright as much as possible. The guy's been taking a ton of hits. Is he with the Rams last week? Sacked him eight yep. times, and then obviously there's going to be more hits than that. And it seems like every game, it's probably not, but in my mind, it seems like every game, he's limping off the field or he's holding some body part after he had just been sacked and the team has to come on and punt. And I think he's a really good quarterback, and he's got to stay healthy. Uh, and this is the perfect game for him to stay healthy. Let's see if they can dominate, unlike against Vegas. Uh, Hawaii, obviously, with a long trip and all that stuff. They're used to that stuff. And you, you've got a team that isn't, record-wise anyway, and I've seen Hawaii play a couple times, appear to be on paper nearly as good as you. So put them away and not have these last-second thrillers. Totally agree with that. And you're right about Bonner. It isn't every game, but it seems like it. The games it wasn't were the first two games. I think it's been every game since that Air Force game. He got he got hit in the Air Force game, uh, hit in the back, a little late on a touchdown pass, I think. And since then, it has been dragging one leg, reaching to his back. It, he And he's just gotten hit again and again. So if they play... Play Peasley some in this game. He ought to be able to move the team. They ought to be able to win this game. DJ and PK. Hashtag B. Hashtag Utah. The Utes in UCLA. 8 o'clock Saturday night. Utah's 4-3. and three. UCLA is 5-3. and three. This is the essence of the Pac-12. These are two of the three top teams in the South. The Utes leading the way, obviously. But they're 4-3 and three and 5-3. and three. Someone is going to be awfully unhappy walking off the field Saturday night. I would think both these teams think this game is there for the taking. The big question mark is UCLA going to have DTR, and if he plays, how good will he be? Kyle insisted he will play early in the week. Guy's tough. He's going to play. I think he's going to play, too. I don't know how effective he's going to be, and will he take another shot to where he has to come out? So... Yeah, I expected the Utes to win comfortably last week, and I was totally wrong. And I expect the same thing this week, and I'm probably totally wrong again. Interestingly enough, actually, I think the Utes can lose this game and still win the division. They I could. Anybody's, I don't think anybody's going to be better than 7-2. I would agree with that. I think for Ute fans, though, they'd be thinking, well, we still got Stanford and we still got Oregon. Let's not use the mulligan right now. And I get looking at the standings right now, you're not guaranteed to have a mulligan, but I'm with you. You probably are. None of these teams look good enough that you think they're going to win them all. You fans will just be more comfortable if they don't <laughs> lose one right now. Knock oh, UCLA totally. out of the race and then beat Arizona and Colorado and split with Stanford and Oregon. I think that is the Halloween wish for Ute fans right now. 
But is UCLA going to be able to run the ball on them? Because obviously Oregon State did, and Kyle's talked about the D-line being light, and they're really good at times, but not at other times. And There have been a couple games this year where people have been able to move the D-line around, and Utah lost those games. They lost to BYU. They lost to Oregon State. Those are two of their three losses. Well, this is a young team, and interestingly, all three losses have come out on the road. And, uh, you know, we know that they're not they, – last year they got zero experience playing in front of any type of crowd. Anything that's going on on the road last year just didn't exist. And so the growing pains that we thought they were going to have last year, they've got them this year and they've got to get through it. I actually believe they can win the division at 6-3. and three. Not out of the realm. Not out of the realm. ASU could lose twice down the stretch to be sure. Wouldn't want to have to count on it, but it could happen. Of course, if you're going to be 6-3, and three, it'd be good if you had the tiebreaker over UCLA. So beat UCLA in this one and give the UCLA their third conference loss. They're 3-2 and two right now. Well, I, yeah, but I'm not even really worried about that because I don't think the Bruins are going to go only lose one more game the rest of the way. 6-3 and three Utah, 6-3 and three ASU, 5-4 and four UCLA. Yeah. And the Utes are going to the conference title game. I would see that. That, that wouldn't surprise me at all. That would be everything breaking the Utes' way, and yet... You don't want to uh, rule it out. I don't know if it's everything breaking. They would have lost two more games. How's that breaking your way? Well, it's because it's what you would need. So things would be breaking. But I, they're, they're three and two right now. If they win, they would be four and two. They've played a lot of league games. You're saying they're going to lose two of their last three games, which could Ooh. happen. UCLA, they're three and two. Yeah, right oh, now, yes, right? that's what I'm saying. Yes, as I look at these teams, I don't look at it like oh they could lose this or that. I look at this team is easily a five and four team. I look at the Sun Devils and six and three. They've only gone better than six and three once in, in ten years. Why now? Why would I expect them to go eight and one, seven and two this year? But I look at call. But I I get your point about UCLA. But if they win their four and two and they play Colorado next, so that's five and two. So lose to USC Great. and Cal, which might happen. They might lose to USC and Cal. Yeah. But that would be everything breaking your way. So beat them. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. All right, BYU and Virginia, 6-2 and two versus 6-2, and 8-15 on ESPN2. Pre-game show will start at 7 p.m. tomorrow night. You and Cougar pre-game shows will both be going at 7 p.m. Uh, I don't know. We'll be all over the map with the Jazz game going as well. Uh, but... Flip around on all their stations, 97.5 The Zone, 1280 The Zone. And the Jazz now on the mothership, PK. The mothership. <laughs> so it'll all be out there. Bronco, the is he going to come home? Yeah. Is Bronco going to come home and get the win? No. I don't know how the, the, the BYU is playing on your mothership there, so I don't know about that one. Oh, you're right. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, think as, I think as long as... Um, the Cougars don't give up a whole bunch of big plays in the passing game. Uh, I like their chances. Virginia defense isn't good enough. They ought to move the ball, have some drives, see some 10-play, 75-yard drives, keep Virginia off the field and out of rhythm. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good recipe right there. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 
All right, Battle of Unbeatens tomorrow. Top 10 teams, undefeated Michigan, undefeated Michigan State, take their perfect records into the in-state battle, 10 a.m. on Fox. Somebody's getting an L. Is Harbaugh finally going to break through? Obviously a big storyline in this one. Michigan's record against top 10 teams, not good. Mm. There's a lot of conflict in what I call the foster household or foster families, and I don't mean the DCFS foster families. My mother's maiden name is Foster. and ah. Not my mother, my mother-in-law, excuse me, my mother-in-law. And so her grandkids went to Michigan State, but yet her brother's kids went to Michigan, and they're from Detroit, and I've been in the middle of this. So they got a little conflict going on here. Sweet. You're here (laughs) for all the conflict. And it's a big game this year. No question about it, man. You've already said it. So did you start a group text so you could get everybody firing off on each other? (laughs) No, it's afterward. Then you start taunting whichever side. Because, I mean, I personally don't care. Uh, But I'm very much looking forward to this game. This is huge in the state of Michigan. And and it's huge in the Big uh, Big Ten. Yep, the Big, Ten. the Big Ten East, Michigan and Michigan State are both 7-0 overall, 4-0 in conference. Ohio State is 6-1 overall because they lost to Oregon. 6-1 overall and 4-0 in conference. And they're playing Penn State. Penn State obviously just had that really funky overtime loss to Indiana. So they are now 5-2 and 2-2, and and but can they mess up the race? So it's a big week for the Big Ten with those games. The Big 12, for the BYU fans looking ahead to the Big 12, Texas and Baylor, and you know Baylor, little brother in Texas, and now Big Brother's taking off for the SEC. Baylor wants to hand it to Texas. Steve Sarkeesian's teams have been good at building leads, not so good at holding on to them and winning the game. So 16th-ranked Baylor against Texas, 10 a.m. on ABC. Another huge game, man. SMU in Houston. Houston, like BYU, is headed to the Big 12, but not there yet. SMU is undefeated in ranked 19th, although Houston is having a good year. Uh, yes. Not, not, oh, not an sure. undefeated year, but uh, a good year. So we'll see if Houston can wreck SMU. Houston 6-1 and overall and 4-0 and in conference. SMU is a perfect 7-0. and uh, Texas Tech beat Houston in the opener, and they have won six in a row since then. So, all right, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 the zone. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Game three tonight, the World Series tied at a game apiece. They're playing in Atlanta tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Games three, four, and five. We were talking about what a toss-up this series seemed like and how hard it was to pick, and it doesn't feel any different after two games, does it? No, it does not. Padres have hired Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin as their new manager. Three-year contract. A's have granted Melvin permission to interview for the job. He's 60 years old. He won three AL West titles in 11 seasons as the A's manager. He's been with the Mariners, been with the Diamondbacks, now he's with the A's. And this is classic, uh, whatever you've done, you go the other way. They just hired a guy with no Major League experience, and now they hire a guy with a lot of Major League experience. And it would, regardless of how much experience you have, it would really help if the Padre pitchers stayed healthy. 
I agreed. Yeah, obviously that was their Achilles heel. It's the season wore on there. They had guys dropping like flies on the mound, and you just can't have it. You have the greatest uh, other eight guys you want, but those guys who take the ball are so vitally important, and they need to shore that up. But Melvin's a proven winner in this league, for sure, in MLB, uh, I should say. And he turned 60, I think he just turned 62 days ago. So he still should have many, many good years left to go. So they got a, a proven winner. Now they got to have the players. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL in San Jose, Saturday, 1.30, Rio Tinto Stadium. San Jose's been eliminated from the playoff race. RSL is sitting in the seventh and final playoff spot. They got to pick up the three points here because the teams around them are going to be playing each other here over the course of the last week of the season. Everybody can't lose. Somebody's going to earn points. You need to as well. So great win in Dallas, but you're only as good as your last game. So they got to turn around and win again against San Jose. And with Portland coming up midweek, they're bound to be rotating some guys through. But although I don't know and I haven't been told, I expect Demir and Albert will drag themselves out there and be ready for a third game in eight days and then a fourth game in 12 days. I don't think those guys are coming off. Other guys will get rotated, but I'd be surprised if those two do. Yeah, you want to make the playoff and you're right there. You're in it. You've got to win this game. No, there's just really no, no. other alternative. That's right. There's no ifs, no ands, no buts. you got to go get the three points and get the win. One thirty. it's a matinee game. One thirty at Rio Tinto Stadium. DJ and PK, that is what is trending. It is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up this morning, David Locke is going to join us at 830 on the road with the Jazz. He is brought to you by the Murdoch auto team and we are broadcasting live murdoch auto group bringing us in this morning we're at the murray location 4646 south state come on in murdoch hyundai salt lake 4646 south state street for over 95 years utah's trusted the murdoch auto group with quality vehicles and great customer service and they've got over 1,000 quality used vehicles right now they've also got 2022 Elantra or Sonata with up to $1,000 cash bonus. You can also come in and reserve your brand new 2022 Tucson or Santa Cruz today. Dealerships from Logan to Linden. We're in Murray. We've got jazz caps. We've got jazz shirts. We've got grays. We've got golds. We've got navy blues. We've got a, uh, we got a, uh, the, the kind of the replica jerseys in the t-shirts or that kind of stuff. But we got a Rudy Gobert, uh, stretched out. All 7-2. If you want your Rudy Gobert t-shirt, you can come pick it up. DJ and PK, 4646 South State Street in Murray till 10 a.m. here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.